This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to episode number 125 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf. And our guest today, I'd like to give a little introduction to uh, how I actually met uh, Mark Jaffe. I was at a um, client last, I think it was last week over in a plaza in Cooper City, and I hadn't met Dr. Jaffe. I saw his office, introduce myself and see what he did over there. And I was talking to the receptionist about a podcast that I host and out of the door, like Kramer from Seinfeld runs Dr. Jaffe. He said, did somebody say podcast? Telling me all about how he uh, was on the radio many years ago. He said he, he was very interested. I said, man, you got to come on the show as a guest. Uh, I don't know that you get many uh, rheumatologists or MDs that are thrilled about getting on a podcast. So I think this is going to be fun today. So without further ado, we have Dr. Mark Jaffe, rheumatologist right here in Cooper City. Thanks for coming on the show. Good morning or good afternoon, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, man. It's our pleasure. And thanks as always to our listeners for tuning in. So let's get into this. If uh, I don't know anybody out there listening, if you're anything like me, you've heard of a rheumatologist before, but that's probably about it. Um, I myself, I'm interested to learn a little bit more about uh, what you do and what rheumatologists do in general, and then kind of we'll go from there. So please enlighten us. Absolutely. Because I don't even think that the general medical doctors know what the hell I do. <laughs> okay, so I made a career out of studying patients whose immune system forgot who they are and their own immune system no longer tolerates them. It would be like the opposite of AIDS. If HIV would be your immune system is wiped out, imagine where your own immune system no longer tolerates yourself and your own immune system attacks you. That's the rheumatology patient. The vast majority of those patients have joint disease with their problem, along with heart disease, lung disease, bone marrow problems. They're, they have a systemic immune system disease. The vast majority of patients I, say, I see, well, they really don't have an immune system disease. They have osteoarthritis, which is a primary cartilaginous disorder with aging because the lens of your eye and cartilage are the only two body parts that have no blood supply. So if you live long enough, you'll need a new lens or, a or you'll get a cataract. It's inevitable. And so is osteoarthritis, this joint disease where your cartilage wears out. And because there's no blood supply, uh, there's really no ideal treatment. So part of my job is to find patients with joint disease to, to uh, purse, parse them. Do you have a localized cartilaginous problem, which would mandate conservative therapy, or do you have an immune system disease and the arthritis is just the tip of the iceberg and you really have a connection? A classic example would be someone with inflammatory bowel disease or someone with psoriasis and also has joint disease or back pain. That would be psoriatic arthritis, for example. So the land of arthritis is basically cut into two districts, those that are mechanical and those that are inflammatory and a rheumatologist is a specialist in determining which you have and how to treat it. Very interesting. A lot there to unpack. And I'm trying yeah. to, as I get older and I start, my body starts uh, aching and, and breaking down slightly. I start to wonder about these questions. I started running recently and my knees are starting to hurt. So I, I'd imagine that most folks don't just come see you directly. They'll go to their primary and isolate some kind of potential issue and they do a little testing and then they say, hey, you look, you need to go 
see a rheumatologist or are people actually going to you directly? How does that typically work? Well, uh, 20 years ago, all the patients came from referral from a primary doctor or an orthopedic surgeon. In the era of the internet and open access, I have patients that like, you know, they have a trigger finger and they need to see a rheumatologist. They're like, <laughs> or like, like my sister has rheumatoid arthritis. Do I have rheumatoid arthritis? So I see a lot of patients that aren't generated from a doctor that are just curious which is good to do, but it fills up my office with people that I really shouldn't be focusing on because they probably should see a, a primary doctor. But the truth is uh, no one understands their uh, specific disease specialty like the specialist. So if a patient is having trouble with a joint, whether it's a neck, a thumb, or a knee, it really makes no difference to me. If it's impact impacting their life, their quality of life, and they know darn well they don't need a surgeon, then that's exactly when you see a rheumatologist. Because if you go to a surgeon with a medical problem, for example, gout, they have no training in gout, just like the podiatrist. They might give you a cortisone shot, but they're not treating the underlying disease. So like I said, the patients with joint disease commonly have just joint disease, but the rheumatologist is a specialist in those that have a concomitant um, uh, systemic disease with it or a or a metabolic disease like gout. So I treat the whole patient. Do you find that a lot of uh, diseases associated with what you treat are related to genetic issues or just general wear and tear on the body or some mixture of both of these things? How does yeah, the, somebody the, typically the, end up in your office? Yeah, the right answer is, is multifactorial would be the word, the medical term. Yeah, of course, um, genetics. I, I tell the patients all too often, What's the, I asked them, what's the most important thing I learned in medical school? And hands down, it's pick your parents. So if you have good chromosomes, you're, you're good to go. But, you know, we don't have that choice, obviously. So, yes, there's a strong genetic component, especially with osteoarthritis of the hands of the women. The patients that have lumpy, bumpy joints at the small digits, the last two joints of their fingers, that's uh, osteoarthritis of the hands. That's very common, the genetic disorder and difficult to treat because it's cutting your chromosomes. And as I already alluded to, there's no blood supply to cartilage. So you can't say, oh, Dr. Jaffe, give me a medicine to regrow my cartilage, which is a great idea. But, but because there's no blood supply, there's no ideal treatment for it. So the truth is, as you get older, you have to be more proactive. More uh, you have to exercise. I tell mm -hmm. the patients, when you buy a brand new Rolls Royce, and it comes out of the showroom, how much maintenance does it need? It really doesn't need any maintenance. Now, 30 or 40 years later, you still have your beautiful pink Rolls Royce, but 40 years later, guess what? It needs a bunch of maintenance to maintain it, and those are my patients. They're like a Rolls Royce, but they're not 18 <laughs> anymore, and they need a lot of maintenance. And those patients that are proactive and do Tai Chi or yoga or go to the gym, they're obviously in better shape. Mm -hmm. Re reminds me talking about old Ro old Rolls Royce reminds me of the first car I ever had um, back when I was I guess 15 16 whatever it was my grandfather he lived in Century Village yeah and he had a neighbor in the community that had a 1980 7 series BMW gray market from Germany that wow. had never really, never really been used it had like 18,000 miles on it, but it was sitting there for 20, 30 years. I got this beautiful new car and it turned out to need quite a bit of maintenance. <laughs> I, I remember everything, all the instruments were in German. I remember 
the first, before I put gas in it the first time, I didn't notice that the fuel gauge was on empty because it was in German. I'm driving. I didn't realize <laughs> the car ran out of the gas. I had to wait right. the gas station. <laughs> uh, too funny, man. Right. Well, I went to ask also, you were talking about, um, uh, we were talking about joints and uh, cartilage. Do you right. do any stem cell therapy as a form of treatment at your uh, office? I, I do not. Some of my okay. colleagues do. Uh, the medical literature is mixed, to put it politely, or politically correct, it's mixed. Um, it, the patient usually pays out of pocket. Insurance doesn't uh, pay for it, which is always like a red light. Well, if insurance doesn't pay for it or Medicare doesn't pay for it, it hasn't reached what's called the standard of care. Hmm. Um, so th there's no standardized treatment. So if you go to a doctor in L.A. and you go to a doctor in Miami, it's not the exact same stuff. Uh, so I can't. Uh, guarantee success. I have a lot of patients that are unhappy, spend $1,000, $1,500 on, on, on PRP. Uh, I have other patients that are very happy with it. As a, as a student of formal medicine, as to give advice on a podcast, I would be to the consumer beware. Okay. I'll take that into consideration. I, I've not uh, yet had right. stem cells injected in me, but right. you know, I'm still For young. the knee, Interesting for the knee, but only for the knee, not under not any other joint, although it might work for another joint. There is an injectable lubricant that the FDA approved as a liquid device. I love that, a liquid device. <laughs> but <laughs> that's brilliant. I'm Lubricants that. and liquid Genius. devices. I don't know where this conversation is going, I Dr. Know. Jeffy. Liquid Goodness. Device. So between you and me, it's like WD40. So if you have a knee that's missing cartilage, not bone on bone disease. This is a lubricant. I inject it in the knee once a week. It and very fascinating. It comes from the jelly of the comb of a rooster. So the jelly of the comb. Imagine, right? Exactly. The I'm, jelly I'm, of the comb of a rooster. Okay. The, the, okay. Right. Continue, please. I'm a right. little. I'm, they, I'm trying to they, process this now. Exactly. <laughs> like, who was smart enough to think of that? Like, just <laughs> put your hands around that for a moment. Okay. Fair enough. So that liquid, that jelly in there is called hyaluron, H-Y-A, hyaluronic acid. And that seems to be the natural lubricants we all have in joints. So you might have like just a drop of it in your knee just to keep things moist. So it turns out if you have osteoarthritis of the knee, you can inject the knee with this stuff once a week for three weeks in a row. That's the process. And if it does work, the patients are comfortable for like six to eight months and then you can get it again. Very interesting. Yeah. Did not expect to hear that today. And any, anybody who's just listening, when Dr. Jaffe said the, co the comb of a rooster, he did a little hand motion to the top of his head. I guess that's the little comb of a rooster. Whatever right? that is in the top of their head, the little like. <laughs> that red thing on their head, <laughs> The right? red thing on their head. That's the comb of the rooster. So right. look, well, the more you know. <laughs> it's full of this jelly that if you purify it, can be used as a joint lubricant. Crazy, huh? Isn't nature beautiful? Isn't nature wonderful? Yeah. And that's why we have combs. That's why roosters have combs. <laughs> <laughs> they can feed us the jelly for our cartilage. Right. Very, very good stuff, man. So <clears throat> take me back a little, okay? Yeah, obviously went to medical school. You wanted to be an MD. When did your fascination start with rheumatology? How did you end up in this particular field? Oh, uh, good story. Uh, going through medical school, you do residency and internships. So you're actually like in a hospital setting. Interesting how American medicine is based on education in a hospital setting when the vast majority of people aren't in a hospital. So that's already like a comment on how medical training is a little bit amiss 
right? Because we're very good at the ICU, but most patients are not in the intensive care unit. Okay, so my training is in the hospital. And then one time I saw this poor 18-year-old girl with diseases in every kind of body part you could imagine. Her brain, her eye, her lung, her kidneys, her joints, her skin, her hair, her mouth. And every doctor from every field came to like play over her and, and advise. And it was like, um, you know, that old Indian story, a saga of like, how do you, how did blind men dis, uh, define an elephant? If you give like, a, you know, you blindfold 11 men and you put them in front of an elephant and each one touches a different part of the elephant, each one will have a completely different concept of what an elephant is. The one who touches the trunk, the one who touches a foot or a tail. When indeed, if you take the blindfold off and you see the whole elephant. And that's when I fell in love with rheumatology with this poor 18-year-old girl who regretfully succumbed to her disease, lupus, that of this the seemed to be like the rheumatologist was the doctor's doctor. Like, the, and I was the one to connect all the dots. Like, how could the patient have joint disease, muscle disease, brain disease, and lung disease all at the same time? And the, and the red thread would be, oh, it's an autoimmune phenomenon. Like, imagine an octopus with different arms. And that, that thrilled me. Like, this was very intellectual and at the same time practical. I could get people back to their quality of life. Because, like, if you had a heart attack, but you don't have your hands, you know, good luck with your surviving your heart attack. Like, so if you have a heart attack and you're living with gout, well, the gout is going to overwhelm your heart attack. So you need your hands and your toes. So just on a practical day-to-day -day level, I was fascinated by the need to have muscles and joints. And then the immune system was like the icing on the cake that I could actually improve quality of life with these people and like be respected in my community as the like, doctor's doctor. So that put all that together. That's, I think that's what brought me into rheumatology. Sounds like uh, an episode of House MD. Right. Well, it is exactly right. When it, uh, it's the, I would be the consultant for, and the patient had already seen nine doctors. So he was, House was a rheumatologist? By no. The he, show or no? Okay. Well, no, no. That show was totally poppycock. There's no such I, thing as a I doctor know. in the hospital. It's like, well, we have this doctor on staff who does only ridiculous diseases. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, no wait. wait. You, mean, you mean that's not... That's not, of, rheumatology? Of, of, that's not a dose of reality. I thought yeah, that show was exactly. like a hundred percent nonfiction. I thought it was based on actual events. No. Right. And one of my favorite lines from that TV show is it's never lupus. So that's a classic. <laughs> line. So my whole family, like, you know, they, when, when house was on TV, my kids would make fun of me all the time. That's ah, never lupus. <laughs> speaking, speaking of family. So, um, do you have, you come from a, a family of doctors as well? No, or I grew, no, up just you? A, I grew up in the, in the house of a pharmacist, my father and his brother had six drugstores in the Jersey shore. And I, and that's probably my introduction to medicine, but I didn't want to fill the bottles. I wanted to write the prescriptions. Hmm. Interesting. So it's Friday right now. Yeah. You see, I got my Hawaiian shirt on. Uh, <laughs> I got I'm my heading out. shirt on. What do you got on the horizon for the weekend? What, what's good? What's good this week? You live local. I mean, imagine you live somewhere locally in the area. Your office I, is I right live in, in Hollywood. City. I commute up and down Sterling Road. Um, I'm very busy this weekend. I have a buddy's wedding locally on Sunday. And then Monday, my best friend's marrying off their daughter in New York, which means I have to travel on this weekend up on Monday. I'm so excited to travel this weekend. So I have to be in an airport on Monday and Tuesday. I'm not happy. <laughs> oh. Are you from, from New York originally or no? A Jersey Shore, Long Branch, Asbury Park, Bruce Springsteen. 
Oh yeah. My I'm from New York originally myself. Uh, my brother lives up in Rutherford. Yeah. I don't know where that is in relation. Yeah, I know where it is. So I don't I, I mean I haven't been up there in ages. I'm right. actually supposed to go up for uh for Christmas myself. Oh, where I'm from gentrified and I I'm, I'm told it's like a millionaire's row on the beach. I couldn't possibly afford to live where I used to live. <laughs> <laughs> Rheumatologists take care of joint diseases, so people shouldn't live with joint disease. I'll give you a, a real shout out for gout. For example, no one should be, suffer from chronic gout. And if their doctor's not taking care of them, pick up the phone, contact the rheumatologist. There's no need to suffer for gout. Gout is a treatable disease. For If nothing else, anybody on the podcast has gout that's not perfectly well treated, do not be satisfied. Get treated. Tell us, anybody out there that's listening that might be suffering from some of these things, might have some questions, how could they learn more? How could they reach you? Maybe share your website and your contact information. Well, I'm easy website, Mark Jaffe, MD, and you'll find me, M-A-R-K-J-A-F-F-E. Just Google me. You'll see my website. I'm a solo practitioner. I don't have a, a PA or a nurse, so you see a board-certified rheumatologist every time you see me. Right on. And we will, of course... Link in the description below to all of your contact information. Right. Dr. Jaffe, thanks for coming on the show. It's a pleasure uh, having you. Pleasure. And if you want to follow up, I'm game. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Okay. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. And we will look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business, to be featured on the show, go to GNPCooperCity.com. That's GNPCooperCity.com or call 954 231 3170. Oh, let me.